Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, stalking time for the Moon Boys fans. This is David Biddle speaking, and this is the only time in this podcast that you will be hearing me sounding resonant and full like I'm supposed to sound uh, with my lovely voice echoing through your headphones or whatever else you're meant to be listening to because, due to reasons that no one quite understands, I think it's part of the ramshackle charm of stalking time for the Moon Boys. I wasn't recorded properly <laughs> in this podcast. I only realised that when uh, it went out. Uh, and I was informed of that by a nice man on Twitter, Darren, I think his name is. He often listens to Stalking Time for the Moon Boys. Hello, Darren. Thank you for telling us. Uh, he said, um, I'm enjoying the new episode of Stalking Time, but is Tim Hinks keeping David Baddiel in some kind of steel box? Um, because that's what it sounds like. It sounds like I'm being recorded from inside a steel box, perhaps from inside Rob Brydon's man-in-the-box impression, perhaps from inside Rob Brydon's mouth. Anyway, point is, I sound shit. I sound like my microphone wasn't on. Uh, we've decided, me and Tim Hinks, that because we think there's some funny stuff in this podcast that we should still put it out, um, and maybe your ears will adjust and get used to it, and it won't be too unpleasant a listening experience. So do enjoy it, and next time we do Talking Over the Moon Boys, you know what, we'll check that the microphones are both on. Thank you very much. Hello, David. Hello, Tim. Hello and welcome again. We never said Talking Over the Moon Boys last time, by the way. Okay, we say it. Hello and welcome. Did we not? Show. We said hello, oh, right. and then we got into a thing, which I can't remember right. what it was now, but uh, we didn't say... I can't remember what we got into, yeah, well, so long ago. Boys. It was so long ago. Mm. Um, but we finished the last episode mm. with a far too long disquisition, <laughs> say, by you. You can um, say that if you want, I don't think that's... Sort a... of like thought, yeah. like very long yeah. played out thought, after yeah. your philosophy, right. by you, about... Grabbing life by the balls mm. uh, by drinking some shit warm wine at school. At a, at a parents' evening or a school play, evening. yeah. And then you were going to talk mm. something about your brother Rob. Because I said, uh, one problem with the idea that warm wine is something you wouldn't mm. turn your nose up is that mm. warmth is quite nice with red wine. Particularly, of course, if it's mulled wine. So, which I can't bear. You can't bear mulled wine? I think mulled wine is about as bad. There's two things I find really undrinkable. Right. One is mulled wine, which... I don't know. I honestly don't know how people drink it. It's sort of cloying, mm. sickly, a bit like cough mixture. But I don't mind cough mixture, so it's worse than okay. cough mixture. And the other one is punch. They're quite similar. We, yeah, they're sim Yeah, exactly. They're, they're sort they're of really the same thing. Except one slightly warmer than the other. Well, I'd say the difference is that mulled wine has sort of spices and nutmeg and and, and sometimes well. I don't think I think well, but I think punch is just a mixture. It's like a sort of yeah. massive cocktail There's and a lot of horrible fruit in it. Yeah, exactly. Mulled wine sometimes, 
Well, well when I make they are at Christmas, it often has like a tangerine in it, in the saucepan. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and also something I don't know what it is. Can I point this? Cloves. Out? Is it a clove? Well, I don't know. The little. Yeah, it's like a brown. Like a little walnut, ball. but. Yeah, yeah it's, always, is that a clove? it's a clove. Yeah, I think you'll find that's a clove. Okay. Unless it's nutmeg, a whole nutmeg. No, it would be. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't think so. It would be a clove, which yeah. is it's like bits of a walnut. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's in that list of things that people eat and have around at Christmas that you don't have around at any other point in the year. Exactly. Like a whole clove. Right, and I would say the mulled wine is just a wasted opportunity because you drink it; it's a bit sweet, a bit sickly, and you could have actually had a nice glass of wine, glass of wine, yeah. cold beer, martini, yeah. anything, like almost anything. Actually, before you go. To- to your brother, which is how we started this. When we were in, where was it now? Somewhere in Greece, some years ago now, uh, there was a guy who was, we rented this place, uh, and a guy who worked for the guy who owned it, he just didn't speak very good English. But when he first came around, we were drinking, I was still drinking there. Mm. He looked at what we were drinking, and he said, according to my wife, oh, classy wine. Right? Okay. Oh, classy wine, he said in a sort of Greek foreign accent. Or right. And that became a bit of a thing that mm. people said, oh, this guy, he, he, he can say the phrase classy wine. And then I realised about four days later, no, he's saying glass of wine, obviously. Okay. He's obviously saying glass right, of wine. Right, right, right. Because his English is really, really yeah, yeah. good. No. And there's, no, so, way, there's no, no way he's got a no. sort of glassy wine. He could hardly say yeah. good morning. Yeah. But she, my wife refuses to accept that. And, that- and we'll still say... <laughs> that he said Ahmed or whatever his name was was definitely saying oh classy wine for some reason that reminds me there's a someone who I'm not going to name who's quite well sorry this is the point who's who's well known right who bear with me who asked another friend said to them in conversation do you take the train right and my friend said uh yes I do take the train so he said that after nothing well, I think what it must have... journey you were talking about? Just like no, it was a general... It's a general question about... Like, do you I don't know what, go on the train? Do you take the train? This this sort of celebrity said to my uh, friend... Oh, as in like yeah. celebrity, so I don't well, take public transport. Well, and very specifically, so my friend said, yes, I do. And then said, sort of thinking, oh, maybe I'm supposed to return it. Do you take the train? Do you take the train to the celebrity? And the celebrity said, too famous. Yeah, all oh, right. And, well, that's interesting. Sorry. But, well, you, know, well, you take the train. No, well, I, it's weird because uh, I've had a thing on social media exactly about this. Oh. Which was the other day, I, I ended up in the Daily Express about this. Uh, oh, I sorry. I did, I, yes, I see. Because I was complaining mm. on social mm. media that because of the petrol crisis, which may be over by the time this comes out, but you will remember, uh, uh, Britain was going through, or may still be going through, yeah. I think when no one get petrol uh, meant that I couldn't go and see my dad yep. who is got dementia and is aged but lives about an hour like 45 minutes 50 minutes drive away from me and I thought oh, I don't know if I can get there and back with the amount of petrol I've got and I can't go and get petrol right? so I was complaining about this and I said thanks Brexit in a kind of like mm. you know blah 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 way and then had all the horrors of social media of course people saying, it's nothing new with Brexit you thick as me they, they, they've got very 2016 abusive language these people and they say you melt you're thick as mints all this stuff that that's not even 2006 that's like 1972 well, that's, that's how they speak um, thick as mints thick as mints <laughs> do you mean that's a Brexit thing do you mean the bre- on the Brexit or generally yeah, the Brexit thing so yeah. the Brexit abuse is quite old fashioned I was chatting with my son yesterday because he thought it meant mints as in like polos but it doesn't Okay. it means mints as in like right meat right which is all because that's not that thick yes it's cut very thick so uh i'm getting the daily express about this 
with their sort of hilarious anti-me rant, uh, which as someone pointed out, included the information. It said, David Neil Frank Skinner, who wrote the song Three Lions, uh, that England crashed out to blah, blah, blah. Yeah, you idiot. Also went on a furious Brexit rant, as if somehow yes. I am the curse That's of all things brilliant. that good Englishmen <laughs> should love. It's all my fault that England went out and the Brexit's going wrong. That's hilarious. Um, but in the abuse I was getting, I had already said, I think... Uh, I can't go on public transport because it'll just take too long. It takes quite a long time to get to Harrow, uh, just where my dad lives. And someone said, and I was actually in a tube station when I read this, someone said, I think you think it's beneath you to take public transport. So I thought, aha. I took a selfie of myself in the tube station right. uh, and said, I'm busted. And it was like, both of that selfie. Um, and then I had a lot of people say quite funny things, including one person who said Belsize Park, where I was, is a very elitist tube station, David. <laughs> uh, and someone else said it's green screen, uh, and right. so on and so forth. Uh, but no, I do to often take public transport, yes. In fact, I take public transport more often than I drive. Right. So you're not too famous to do that? I'm much too famous to mm. do it, but I mm. cope with it. And mm. also, I wear a hat and now a mask. Yeah. Well, you mean a, do you mean a COVID mask, not... I mean, a COVID mask. Right, right. I, don't, I didn't, like, five years ago, go on the tube in a sort of Halloween Singer mask. type thing. Mask yeah, Singer yeah, that'd be amazing. I so wish you had. Yeah. A friend of ours, the clock. years ago, a family friends of ours had a French student staying with them. Mm. And she obviously put a reminder up on the fridge to buy this product. And it was mints. Right. And so she wrote mints up on the fridge. Yeah. yeah. Scary, and the student, I remember being thinking... Well, was really upset and left. I think she literally left or, or went off what for a couple of days. She was upset because mince is French oh, is for thin, mince. Yeah. yeah, because in her view, this French student was maybe overweight and she thought she'd written up on the fridge thin. It didn't say, please buy half a pack of mince. Mince, like a reminder. Mince. It's like a post-it. Right. Mince. Mince. All oh, right. And she thought... It was somehow a message to she'd written fat up on the. But it means thin. Yeah, it's sorry, thin up on the on the on the fridge. Yeah. It was fat. Yes, but I think she thought she took the word thin. Yeah, to be a comment on her yeah. fat. And I think if That's I'm weird, I think if I remember if, rightly, she went off for a night and stayed. You know, just really? didn't want to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is odd to take. Now you mention it, if, take umbrage. Sense, but though, I mean, Maybe there's context. There's some context. Yeah, definitely. If you were, yeah, very horribly. Yes. trying to make fun of the shape of your French extension yeah. student who was overweight, you would put fat. Yes. <laughs> and then you would probably put your fat, not just yes, fat. But I suppose... And also, it's an English house. Yeah. So, no, no, I think... Look, I, I mean, she definitely... Is that really what thin is in French? Mince. Yeah, M-I-N-C-E, yeah. Is it? Yeah. Well, that's odd. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure... The that I'm getting abused with I'm is pre- thick as mince. So that's weird. I mean, that's thick and thin. I mean, if this is wrong, I'm certain it's right. In the last podcast, mm. I mean, it is amazing, and I think it's even though people listening might not agree when we start going down rabbit holes, and they might think, for fuck's sake. But I think it is testament to the incredible ongoing organic nature mm. of that conversation. Mm. Organic now, matter. Have something at the start of the last podcast mm. out months ago, I imagine. Yeah, certainly. Yeah. Uh, some to point say this year, about but... David Bowie and this bit of Bowie news that I'm going to tell you will now be really out of date but it doesn't really matter because right. it's sort of an eternal bit of Bowie news uh, I never got to it because it was so important to talk about telescopes and 
Netflix's employment policy. Yes, no, that was all good stuff. Yeah, yeah, you don't want to get in the way of that. So I'm going to do it now because mm. I want to see if, if you know the answer okay. to this question, which is apparently, you might know, Bowie was once approached by, I guess, Colonel Tom Parker or whatever, by Elvis's management right. to write a song for Elvis. And he did write a song for Elvis. Okay. Uh, and Elvis didn't do it. Do you know what song it was? Wow. So I sort of think I knew that at some point, but it's not, I mean, so it's not new information in the sense that... Well, it can't be that new because it would have happened. No, no what I mean is I know that I've sort of, I've been told that, maybe read about it, but what you're saying is to be clear, a song that we all know yes, was no. written for Elvis. So I, didn't, I didn't make it clear. Bowie wrote this song for Elvis and then but, he, he, Elvis wrote him a note that's... saying, um, can I do an impression? Yeah, please, yeah. Okay, saying... Of who? Uh, Elvis. Right. Saying thanks, but uh, nothing. Sounds terrible, isn't it? No, but I, I said yes to an impression. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, hang on a second. What does, it, what does Elvis say? Elvis says, thank you very much. Yeah, it's hard to do anything else. He basically else. said that. He basically said that. You basically thank you very much, David, but no thanks. It's really hard to do anything but thank you very much, yeah, isn't it? Actually. Well, unless you start singing. Unless you're, you're not allowed to sing. The song wasn't quite right. It's sort of, That's it's sort of, awful. Yeah, I know. I know I'm that? saying how hard it is. Right. It is really hard. Yeah. Except for saying that also, we're not impressionists. Thank you very much. Yeah, but you, you've done a few impressions on the show. and on the show, Have I? Well, while I'm calling the show. Yeah, you did the gnome, the laughing gnome, which is... Okay, yeah. Um, and you've done some others, I think. So that makes it possible for you to guess. Uh, it was a song that Bowie then went on to record. Because wow, that's, this is great. This is good. This is good. I, so Your is it Young Americans in that? Uh, it's not it's a, Young Americans. No, okay. But you're not up for... Is it a Young Americans track? No. No, no okay. Because in my mind, that's what it was. Okay, so it's not Young Americans. I mean, in a way you can work it out because you think like, well, when well, it's was pre it in America, sort of like yeah. 1974 onwards. Yeah, basically 74. And then and Elvis, Elvis is Elvis dead in 77 because yeah. our neighbour, Carol Braidwood, came round. Did Rob shout at her? He didn't shout at her. She but, said she Elvis is dead. But a bit like I'm the, sorry. A bit like Bowie in the Big Brother house. Yeah. My mum thought that her husband had died because she was your so husband, your dad. Carol's husband. Oh Carol's husband. Yeah. Which because she was confusing sentence because you said Yeah, you're right. Thought my her husband had died. Yeah. Your dad. Fish talks in Whitehall. Yes. Is what you're saying. Yes. Happened uh, you there. Carol Braidwood's husband. Carol, because she was so upset and she kept saying, he's dead, he's dead, he's or something, you know, I don't know, something like that, that my mum thought that, that Roger. Like happened with David. Yeah, yeah, no, it's a very, thought that Roger had died. Her Roger husband. Braidwood. Yeah. So she came around absolutely destroyed. Just yeah, because she was a massive Elvis fan. And was Roger anything like Elvis? Uh, I'd say Probably take not. every bit of Elvis, yeah. any aspect of it, and go the opposite way. Is Roger Braywood, mm. who I don't know, mm. less like Elvis than David, what the fuck his name was, the um, Lisa Minnelli husband? Oh, David Guest? David Guest was to David Bowie. That's such a, that's an interesting question. David Guest was closer to David Bowie than Roger Braywood was to yeah. Elvis. Probably what uh, he's, in he's in showbiz. He's in showbiz. Yeah. He's married to Liza Minnelli. Yeah, yeah. He wears sort of flash suits. Like, and, a bit like Angie Bowie. Yeah, Bowie. sort of flash suits. And, yeah. So, yeah, no, he's he... Also, he's called David. And he's called David, yeah, yeah. He's not called yeah. Elvis. And Roger was an accountant for Townsend Torres and the ferry company. Oh, wow, okay. Did very well. He was a very, very nice guy. Elvis. He was a very nice guy. Yeah. He's also the guy that, during the tug of war, I think at the Whisper Green Village Fate, mentioned this. Yeah, that I get, went up and gave him a massive hug and held on to his <laughs> knees. So there's my dad, and yeah. I looked up and it was Roger. That's really weird, because we started this conversation where it was a confusion about it possibly being your dad, who your mum thought was dead. Yeah, isn't that weird? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So maybe Roger was your dad. 
<laughs> wow, that's a hell of a thing. And who knows what was going on in this movie? I think in my mind, that's a fascinating thing for the average listener. This is like, but the, the idea that Roger Brady was my dad, I'm yeah. going to need to think about because that's a it's bombshell. It's, a, it's entirely possible. I mean, because my mom. It's not uh, possible. No, maybe that isn't possible, but as you know, I did a whole show about my mom having another Yeah. And the weird thing about that is that uh, quite a few people said, oh, because he's called David, the guy that she had an affair with, like, oh, have you ever thought he might be your mm. dad? But the weird thing is, no, not at all, because I am, in every respect, physically, also, right. sadly, mentally, um, and mm. like my dad, mm. like Colin Baddiel. Mm. I'm obviously Colin Baddiel's son. Mm. So, so even though right. it's right, it's completely out there that my mum had a... You know that, I just yeah. Know that I am not the seed of David White. But I think you don't know that you're the seed of it, David White. It would be, be huge if it turned out. <laughs> I don't know why it would be huge, because in a way it makes no difference to anything, does it? But just yeah. Roger being my dad. Yeah. I mean, would, we're not basing this on very much. No, no, but and I, and also we were in different parts. Like it doesn't really add up geographically because well, we met Roger oh, when we moved yeah. down to Sussex. But maybe that was all prearranged, and maybe yeah. Anyway, my, my dad's got along with it. Uh, you did hug him. So yeah, I did hug him and say, "Well done, Dad." Yeah, well, there we go. I think so. <laughs> so, in a court of law, yeah, what a, what a prosecutor right. would say: Did you hug yeah. Roger Braidwood and yeah. say, yeah. "Well he done, say, Dad"? Well, it was all, uh, he said, "Did you or did you yeah, not say it?" <laughs> That's not the question. Hug him. What did, did you? you yeah, and I'd have to say, "Dad," but that, no, thank you. No further questions. No further questions. And that's the problem with that's the problem with that with the process. So anyway. She came around and said, he's dead, he's dead, he's dead. Oh, yeah. And your mum thought that Roger was dead. But yeah, was but it took his Elvis, and she was really, really upset. And Does this help you answer the... No, so what question? song did David Bowie write? That's such a good question, because I don't know. That's brilliant. So... I, it, I would it, say... Mm. I don't think he's an obvious Elvis track. No. But, I mean, he was generally writing funk and sort of soul tracks then anyway. Yeah. Well, not rock tracks, so... No, because I was thinking, could it be... Because you've said funk and soul, so I'm thinking... Yeah. It's either something off. Well, is it on an album? Yeah, yeah. So it's a famous song. Okay, so but it's not on Young Americans. Not on Young Americans. Yeah. Same. So it must therefore be on Station to Station. Getting closer. As in, it is on Station to Station. Well, yes. Okay. But I, I don't know how much I'm supposed to give away. No, no. Okay, but guessing yet. And this is brilliant. I didn't know this. So the the song on Station to Station that he. Would, which song on Station to Station is most likely to be an Elvis track? I think sort of obvious. Is it? Don't oh, say it. Okay. Is it? Look, well, I will give you some clues. It's not station to station. No, no, I didn't. No way. No. Is Elvis going to do an eight-minute semi-industrial track? It's not the side effects of the cocaine. Industrial Europe or whatever no. the song's actually about. The European canon is here. Yeah. That's not Elvis. So I'm think, but I think any, I mean, and any it, of them. Are, and he wrote it, so it's not. It's not word on a wing. It's not word on a wing. It's not wild as a wind. Why is it not wild as the wind? No, sorry. No, wild it, it's, the wind it's, wild, it's not wild as the wind. The it could be, but it's now I've found out it's not wild on a wing. Yeah, you have. You've, you've tricked me. I tricked it. Well, I just got it wrong. I forgot. Yeah. So well, can it be... these two tracks. Can it be TV City 1-5? You've given me a face that Chris Tarrant or Jeremy Coxon would not be able to give on Millionaire. Yeah. Partly because it's hard to tell whether you were saying yes or no, but you, de- you, did, a, you did a sort of strange... Well, let's... Okay. I would say... The argument for it being... I would say it could be... Given that it generally all feels a bit like mm, Elvis doing these kind of slightly industrial, funky, blah, 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 slightly, you know, German funk-inspired disco tracks, craft work, but funky. Yeah. 
We're left with, aren't we? TVC one. TVC one. Stay. stay. Okay, so it's not stay because you didn't include that in your summary. Yes, you're breaking me down here. And I think it's golden. If it's golden years or TVC one five, it must be golden years, mustn't it? It is golden. Yeah. I think I gave you too many clues. Yeah, no, I, 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 um. I mean, I can hear it. Is that right? I can sort of hear it. Well, yeah. I feel it. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. Yeah. Let me tell you this. Taking you know that's like Bowie, isn't it? That was Bowie. I mean, not a shit Bowie, but probably more. That like, was more. Well, I don't want to tell the laughs. Taking you know now. Can I just say this? The face Tiff did there was absolutely amazing. I mean, it was really not like Elvis, but it was. <laughs> I think. Golden. See, one thing Elvis never did. God, it was a full setter. I was going to say, I, I find it hard to imagine him singing that at all because it's quite... I can imagine him saying, don't abuse your love take, you know, but what I can't... I suppose, saying, yeah. Golden, that seems like... No, but maybe he wouldn't have to do that. That's the Bowie's interpretation of it. I don't know, but we only have one version of it now. We can only imagine Elvis doing that. Version. So, God, wouldn't that be amazing? So he so he wrote that for him and... Yeah. and yeah. Okay, I didn't know I that. I don't know if Elvis, being Elvis, mm. was actually ever behind the move. It sounded like Bowie was, yes. you know, hot in America mm. in 1975. Mm. Uh, and his management were looking for yeah you thought. can yeah you can totally imagine yeah uh, and actually around about that time Elvis was sort of like doing pop songs doing mm. like Simon Garfunkel songs mm. whatever he wasn't just doing mm. you know jailhouse rock anymore mm. uh, so they might have thought yeah that'll be mm. cool but then El- Elvis himself didn't want to do gold mm. I didn't so I didn't know that that's very good I was just thinking that my brother Rob who you were going to mention had some dull thing to do with wine but we never got there well, actually, it's quite good, the wine thing. I'll tell, tell you what the wine thing is, because I felt very... I, th- I, th- I thought this... Because there wasn't enough about wine in the... <laughs> Only the, He used to work... He got, I think, just a temporary job. Or a, he, he went to catering college, Rob, so he knew quite a lot about food and drink. And he worked at Goodwood House. The food and the drink. The food, the drink. <laughs> and he worked at Goodwood House, you know, one of those big mm-hmm. hotels out in Sussex, yeah. like a big sort of country... Is that a festival? Yeah, well, that's where, they, that's where they have it. Yeah, so it's like a huge... It's like a Downton Abbey-type hotel yeah. type thing. And he was serving one wait, you know, wait. Is it waiting one night? Yeah. And there was this. Hey, he's waited on Bowie, hasn't he? Yeah, he waited on Bowie. Yeah. At the and I think with the bread Brit Awards or one of the sixties with the with the with the bread rolls, seventies with the bread rolls. No, it was the coffee. That was coffee, yes. Yeah, and he. <laughs> what did he say? <laughs> well, I think he said, "How how do you take your coffee?" Yeah. And he said. And Bowie said. Black. Is that it? Yeah. But what he wanted to do was say, he wanted to say something like, was it Can't Make a Coffee, The Meter's Dead from London Boys? Oh, that's right. Yes, he wanted to quote. He wanted to quote at him. London Boys, actually. Yeah. And he, he never got around and he didn't. Yeah. It's not a great story, um, yeah. other than he had Bowie and the, yeah. you know, he served him coffee. I still think that, that isn't a bad thing. It's an amazing thing to yeah. have done. Yeah. Well, this was around the same time. And he was at Goodwood House and he had this group. This is quite a good scene from a sort of movie. He had this group of horrible city boys who were really pissed. And this would be in the 80s. And so it was sort of height of yuppiness. And they were just like buying expensive this and that and sort of being really unpleasant. And they ordered, I suppose, you know, like a Chateau Lafitte, you know, some multiple thousands bottle of wine. Exactly the one that you might have bought. <laughs> Yeah. In the latest, yeah. Had that, you been allowed that kind of thing? Yeah, which, which by your own inhibition, which I, yeah, or by the class system, depending how you look yeah. at it, by structural issues. So they bo- had this bottle of wine, and they sort of pouring it and drinking it. That's what you do. I know that's no. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's, you can't knock them for that. Yeah, to be fair. that's really what they're fair enough. And they said they called my brother. I imagine they were just horrible the way they called him and sort of clicked their fingers. 
and said, this wine is too cold. Too cold? Too cold. It needs to be warmer. And my brother, who had sort of had enough of it by then, found the presence of mind. It's not a great story, but I think it speaks well of my brother and his way. He said, well, in fact... Um, we serve our wine the way it has always been served before, you know, modern technology, which is using uh, the Greek method of putting in the cellars underneath. And cellars are actually five degrees colder than the normal. So this is exactly the temperature that it should be served at. And they completely went for it. That's complete bollocks. And of course it's bollocks. Uh, it's bollocks because I used to know about wine. You know I used to know about wine. I didn't know you used to know about wine. Yeah, yeah. Hang on. Sure you used to know, but you don't now. That's right. That's, that's incorrect. I still mm. know about wine. Mm. I just don't drink it anymore. Right. So basically, yes, though, when I was trying to like alcohol, which I've tried all my right. before I gave it up, because again, mm. regular listeners may know, I don't actually have a drinking problem. Mm. Uh, mm. What happens You seem to say that a lot. Yeah, yeah I'm obviously protesting too much. But uh, I just decided after a long time, I don't know if I actually mm. like alcohol. Mm. And also it sort of seems to fuck me up a bit in terms of I think I might be allergic to it. Uh, before that, I thought, I'm going to throw money at the problem. I'm going to buy expensive wine, yep. and that'll find me the wine that I can deal with, and it's mm. nice or whatever. And actually, expensive wine can mm. be really nice, but it still fucked me up and still made me feel shit or whatever. But during that time, I, yeah, I know about wine. I can tell you vintages and all the rest of it. What do you say you can tell me vintages? What do you mean? I can tell you like what are good vintages of wine. Oh, I've certainly bought right. Go on then. 1982, for example. Yes, very good. It's a brilliant vintage. Yeah. Like 90s, a good vintage. Yeah. I can tell you Robert Parker points for yeah. certain vintages and whatever, which is bollocks now. But one of the things I can also tell you is that red wine certainly should be served at room temperature. If it's come yeah. from a cold place, it should be served at room yes. temperature. Yes. Well, the point is... They went for it. They went for it because they were didn't know anything no and twats. were just... Yeah, and twats. Yeah. And so that's what I think about my... When I think about my brother, that's a good thing he did. The he Linda sort of story said that in a way that I think if he was listening to that, he might be offended. Because yes, he's not said anything about your brother. But yeah, that's, yeah, the way that's true. Stress. That, I've got. It's like he's done quite a lot of shit things. In his yeah, life. that's not what I meant. But when I think about my brother. Yeah, that at least is yeah. a good thing. That he yeah, <laughs> he's got that. Yeah, well, like, he right. he bamboozled some city I mean, boys in 1987. Linda, that's really bad. But at least he really bad. bad. Yeah. And also. We had a band called Kinch and Lack. Kinch and Lack. Yeah, which is a shoe store in Guildford, my brother and I, okay. when we were young. I mean, it wasn't about... As it, a shoe when I say we're about in our house, we never went anywhere there. Wow. And he played the Tupperware boxes, oh, it's drums. Oh, so it was a kid's thing. Yeah, and it annoyed me because he didn't, he wasn't into it. Because I had my new guitar and he just wasn't into it as much as I was. Right. And Kinch and Lack. <laughs> Maybe it's quite good. <laughs> no, it's not a good name. It is sounds it, like a shoe Am store I right about Kinch and Lack? Yeah, I, mean, I think I am. I mean, because I... Bands, mm. not really bands, duos mm. or whatever you would call yeah. them. Adjusting we were called a duo, I think, names, yeah. Like Hall and Oates. Yes, I see what you mean. And uh, what's another one like that? Uh, a few of them. Kinchinac? No. No. There's another Peter one. Peter and Lee? Peter and Lee. Mm. There seems like some obvious ones, yeah. I feel like there's an obvious one. Sonny and Cher? Sonny and Cher, no, that's, that's different. That's, is it? Yeah, because Sonny and Cher, because it's the first name, and because their first names are quite hippie and whatever so okay quite a sort of like okay of, of its time or whatever. that's what you mean whereas uh, I think I don't know if it's Hall and Oates it just sounds like what a, about um, accountancy I say all this Anton Beck what were they num- called yeah in a number of double acts that you can say the same thing of right you know, Bedeal and Skinner Newman and Bedeal right yeah, right there's nothing about that except I would say double acts generally it's quite naff mm. for double acts to have a name 
Oh, like the Something Brothers or whatever. They, they oh, I see. Yeah. Brothers. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You know. Yes, I see what you mean. Yeah. There's Rick. Of, Dangerous Brothers. Was that, that's the one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It might be the only yeah. example, but no, yeah. there are other examples. Mm. Uh, so you're doing. So you're doing a tour at the moment. Uh, well, I don't as know if I we am because we don't know when this guy is coming oh. out. Okay. I, uh, when this You've been touring this autumn. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And you've done quite a few dates. Yes, I've probably done some dates of venues that David Bowie has played at. There's one that I absolutely know, which is the Cambridge Court Exchange. Oh yeah, yeah. Cambridge Court Exchange always want mm. to go there. Mm. It has a big picture of David Bowie. Right. Or annoyingly, it has a big picture of David Bowie, and then just like a lot of names written up, people mm. have done it since. My mm. name isn't on it. I've done it about eight mm. times. So there's two things I want to ask. Yeah. One is I probably could have done this separately, but we're coming to see oh, you. Thing. Well, we're coming to see you. Oh, <laughs> we're coming to see you. Come oh, here. Come here, an aisle seat. No, I can't sort that out for you. Seriously, it's interesting you ask that question though, because, because I, rem- I think I've got to the age where I need to be. Often say to me online, "I'm coming to your show tonight. What's the running time, or something like that?" I'm coming to your show tonight. Is wow. there an interval? Mm. Right, and every single time I say I answer it because I feel I should, but I mm. say. Uh, I say something like I believe it's two hours I also believe this isn't technically my job or something mm, like that mm. and lots of people then ask me lots of other questions like say things like can you just tell me if there's ice cream in the that- interval but without fail someone else will ask me it again someone will say where can I get tickets from or you know is my ticket still valid I think this really is a website's job and not my job but the trouble you've got there is that when you're saying specifically to someone it's I think it's about two hours is it two hours you say yeah god that's long no, um Okay, that's better. But it's not my job. Why are you telling them that? Because either you should decide not to tell them because it's not your job. Because it's not like they're going to ask you, oh, can I ask you about the Michael McIntyre running show? They're not going to come at you several times. Well, it's I, a one of someone's done it, sometimes it's like on the night. And I kind of think, oh, right, you know, right. maybe they really need to know this because they've got to get right. babysitters or something and no one else seems to, or they can't seem to, so I, I yes. feel I need to tell them. There's probably something else going on, which is it's all a way of advertising the gig. Yeah. So if I say something about it on social media, someone else might think, oh, I should go and see that. I didn't realise David right. was in Dorking right. tonight right. or wherever it might be. Right. Dorking, where I am, Bowie and the hype must have played that. Dorking seems like... Dorking Halls. I mean, she yeah. in 1969. Yes, but that's, in you, you would have thought. Next week, okay, in, as we speak, I'm in Bromley. In a hall, in a, in a... Let me find out where I'm in Bromley and whether... Should we find out now? Yeah. Because you would have thought. Bowie what does it... Play wherever I am in Bromley. So when you're at one of those, as you look at... Uh, you're at what place that Bowie played, are you... Churchill Theatre Bromley, right? I mean... I am on the 7th of October, right. which by the time this goes out, will have gone. But I'm now going to Google Churchill Theatre Bromley, David Bowie, yeah. and see whether... You might get some Bromley... Bowie, oh, the, <laughs> the Bowie Experience. Yeah, OK. play there. Yeah, who right. Is breathtaking, apparently. Oh, God, uh, that sounds bad. Tribute act for them. When you go to a place that Bowie's played, do you... What do you... I mean... I mean, so what, far, I mean, or, well, Cambridge Court Exchange, I know he's played because there's a picture of him there. I don't what do you play do? homage. To no, but, but I think... So with this band of friends that we we had a few years ago and we were able to play weirdly not, we got not clack and lang not kinch and lang <laughs> but um this band with some friends of ours peter fincham neil yes, webster yeah. Yeah. and we managed we no, expectations. no expectations we managed to get a booking for a big t endemol the big tv company's christmas party somehow yeah, I'm, not, I'm wondering if you told this story but anyway oh no i don't know it's not well okay. it's not even a, it's just that we played at a venue called coco yeah. Which didn't that used to be the town and yeah, didn't that used to be town and country club or something like one of the It was a venue, it, yeah. No, it wasn't the town and country club, it was, it was one of the yeah, it's like yeah. one of those famous anyway. Yeah. 
We played there because that's where the Endermole Christmas party was. And we went to this, we had this dressing room, which is always fun because we were just, and they told us that a couple of weeks earlier, Prince had used that oh dressing room, which I know to be true because I looked it up and right. he played a gig at Coco and all So we're, we're in... Well, I vaguely remember Prince playing gigs. Yeah, yeah. It was a fa- sort of, I think, I can't remember when, it was definitely when he was alive, but, but yeah. I can't remember any more than that. And we're in his dressing room or what... And I'm thinking, that's brilliant information, but I don't know what to do with it. Yes. And sort of thinking, every now and again, I thought, well, well I should really... Thing. Mm. I mean, again, like last time, we, we ended up in a very philosophical place. Mm. But we would be the same thing here, which is almost any information about some hallowed thing, right. person that yeah. happened that you, right. you are crossing path with, yeah. what do yes. you what do, you do, do with, it? with it? Yeah. Uh, because it's sort of great and you're excited. Mm. I mean, you sent me some uh, footage, which was great, of you dragging your family around Berlin. Yes. Showing them the place yeah. where Bob right. lived and where you right. recorded low. Mm. But actually, what is happening? What's happening? In your mind. I mean, I do that too. Yeah. In fact, I'm going to Berlin quite soon. Right. Uh, oh, you got fun. The first time I've been abroad for years. That'd be brilliant. Uh, on to, because the Jews don't count. My book is coming out in Germany. Have I told you this? Wow. Extraordinary thing about Jews don't count is that the Germans mm. really went for it in a big way. They said, that's one way of putting it. Uh, yeah, well, here's my point, is they said, the German publishers, we can't call it Jews Don't Count. Said, oh, because it's against the law. No, no, no not against oh. any law. They just thought, it's, they just wrote me a letter saying, with our history, we don't think we can call the book Jews Don't Count. You don't start uh, uh, we're going to have to call it something else. And I was like, I thought they're going to ask me to come up with that, but they didn't. They said, and we want to call it Und die Juden, question mark, and the Jews, question mark. I really <laughs> That's more say, sinister. Exactly. I really wanted to say, but found I couldn't. That sounds more like, to me, something that would be said at the end of a movie about Nazis. Yeah. The Nazis have had a meeting. They've had a meeting about, like, oh, we've got to do this, we've got to do that, we've got mm. to take on Churchill here. Yeah. And then at the end of it, a really creepy Nazi said, und die Juden. Yeah. And then it's like, duh, 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 yeah, yeah. worse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they don't think so. That's I would quite. We should talk about that because I would quite like when they said with our history because I, I would quite like you said what history <laughs> just to see if they had to. I'm sorry, I don't understand. Yeah. To see if you they exactly. would. Do you think their second one would be well? You know, <laughs> yeah. just to check you hadn't. And you said I'm really sorry. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. look. And that would be quite heavy trolling of them, considering that there's quite a lot in the book about that history. Yes. So they do know that I know about it, but they, it would be interesting because they might have thought. I mean, he just hasn't, hasn't really understood. No, and also... And they're German, so, I mean, this is... Also, I think they're... they're xenophobic, but they basically don't have any sense of humour. Right. So so they might have just thought, oh, it, it is some misunderstanding. Well, or they might think, God, he doesn't know what we did. He already thinks Jews don't count. Imagine right. when he hears what actually happened. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, all... He's going to harden his position. Yeah. They couldn't say, are you joking? They couldn't say, you don't really have, can you leave us alone? Because it's, yeah. it's the power dynamics the wrong way. Yeah. So I think they'd just have to, the bit that would really be hard. No, well, but the, why would you do I, that? If I pushed it, if yeah. I pushed the trolley, they would just have to say, I'm hearing it in a German voice. <laughs> it's possibly a bit, hello, hello. Yeah. I'm hearing them sort of type of, the, the extermination of the Jews. That, 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 fast 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 that sounds a lot like Elvis. <laughs> that, <laughs> I think you've finally nailed yeah, it. I finally nailed it. Yeah, mm, mm. Um, but yes, while I'm there, just to tie it around. Yeah. I probably will, if I get any free time, think, oh, I'll go and see if I can go to Hansa Studios or whatever. 
Yeah, um, don't do that because it's closed. But yes, I mean, it's, it's, they don't let people in. But yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, as I get older, I mm. seem to like that more. Like, I yeah. like blue plaques. Yeah. And I like the, oh, bloody hell, George Orwell lived here or whatever. Do you watch Ted Lasso? I've watched the first two. Okay. I have some issues with Ted Lasso. Okay, well, look, what I can tell you is that it's filmed, as you probably know, in Richmond. Yeah. Near, no, no, sort it's of near. FC Richmond is the imagination. Yeah. Probably. It's near where I live. And the pub that they go to. Mm is a real pub yeah. and they really film inside it so Pippa and I went there the other day well, it was a walking past and said let's have a drink in here because it's sort of the Ted Lasso so I had a drink and what you're aware of is there's like American tourists coming and they're sort of saying oh, really? yeah and they're taking That's pictures of it thing. yeah it's a wow, thing it's incredible. and they're doing that thing which is here it is but where is it sort of thing I mean I'm not they're not saying that but I can you know like here's the pub they film in and now what yeah and then Nick Mohammed, who's in, Mohammed, yeah, yeah, who you know, he, uh, he we make a show with him, and I was chatting, and he said, "Oh, we should go for a drink there." Right now, that I think would that, go up another level. So that I could would be amazing. Yeah, you should do that. Yeah, see those American tourists. Yeah, see what happens then. You think like, oh wait a minute, we've come here because of Ted Lasso, and that bloke's in Ted Lasso. Yeah, they're being. Something. It's a documentary, is what they might think, because he's here. Yeah. Like, as in, maybe it's real. I wonder, having watched two episodes of Ted Lasso, they make Richmond look really pretty. Yeah, yeah, they do. It's like in Notting Hill, as in... Yeah, they also make it look incredibly... Yeah. Notting Hill, the movie, that sort of Richard yeah. thing. Yeah, They make that part of London look really yeah. crazy, and I wonder if that's also part of why American tourists are there. Yeah, no, I think definitely. You know, I think that's very deliberate. But this morning, mm-hmm. on my bike ride into work, yeah. I went past a particular corner of the towpath near Hammersmith Bridge, knowing, excitedly, that that's, they shoot a scene for the new James Bond film there. Oh. I know exactly where they do it, where Daniel Craig stands. You all yeah. know it's like outside one of the pub. Yeah. And I knew exactly where it was, and I thought, I know exactly where Daniel Craig stood. So I thought, I'm just going to take a detour and go to that bit. This is this morning, because I saw it last night. Right. And I got there, and, then you don't and there it was, and I didn't know what to do. Yeah, and not only that, that's a place you've been to many times. Yeah, yeah. So what you're talking about there is something really weird in a way, mm. which is at least if I go to Hansa Studios, it's mm. shut. But some place mm. in Berlin, the Bowie's. Well, it's not shut. They just don't let anyone in. Okay, but mm. if I go to that place, mm. I haven't been there before. Oh. Right. So at least when I'm going there, even though you're right, still probably think what am I doing? Yeah. At least it's a new experience. Yes. You've walked past and walked past that So what you're doing is retro engineering. Yeah, exactly. That you saw Daniel Craig do right. it to try and create a new experience yeah. out of Hammersmith. Yeah. Bridge. Um, it's a bit was, like was it was there anything there? No. Did you, well, did you get goose pimples thinking? No. This is like the Bond movie. I was about to take a photo of it. I thought, what am I doing? Yeah. Because I was going to send it to Pippa, but I thought, what's the point? But it's a bit like saying if I said, here's if I gave you a slightly sad looking sandwich. Yeah. And I said, here, David, do you want this? Yeah. You might say, what kind of sandwich are we talking? Oh about? fuck's sake! Uh, it's uh, uh, it's cheese and marmite. Cheese and marmite. Hmm. I mean, I know that is a thing, but I don't like the sound of it. Okay, I don't want it to be... Okay, something you don't mind. No, I don't want to make yes. it very special. No, cheese. Okay. Just cheese. Here's a cheese... Sa- really? I like okay. Here's a cheese... More than I like cheese and marmite sandwich. That's too much salty... Confusion. It's like one of those maths O-level cheeses, because... And then and he said, the answer is David doesn't like marmite. Isn't it? That's what I've worked out. Yeah. You haven't told me you don't like marmite, but you said... I do quite like marmite. Hang on. I just don't think it works with cheese. Oh, right. So it isn't like one of those. Because I thought... You want a cheese? You don't want a cheese and marmite sandwich. You do want a cheese sandwich. You've not told me you don't like marmite. You must not like. Well, I definitely prefer cheese sandwiches to marmite sandwiches. Right. I quite like marmite on toast. I don't. Oh, okay. I mean, this is not an original mm. thing to say, mm. but I think one of the things about marmite. Mm. You love it or hate it? I I don't. I don't agree. Okay. With the notion of marmite mm. as the archetype mm. for things mm. of love mm. versus hate. 
I often mm. have a marmite thing because I think you know sometimes I'm marmite, sometimes <laughs> I can take it or leave it. Depends how much right. it's a slightly bummy taste in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> slightly what? Slightly bummy marmite. Is it? Yeah. A friend of mine, his wife, uh, they were naked and in bed together. Mm. Uh, and indulging themselves, and she said, "Your bum smells a bit marmite." <laughs> and because he's a funny bloke, he uh, the next day uh, just got saying, "Oh, what's that? What's that?" And he got he rubbled in the back of his pants and took out a marmite label. So <laughs> what's that doing there? Uh, that's a funny thing to do. <laughs> it's funny. So if I gave you half a sandwich, yeah, and it was cheese. So I forgot what your point was now. Yeah. But I'm giving you a cheese sandwich, okay. half a cheese sandwich. Half a cheese sandwich, yeah. But it's a bit sad and not great. Yeah, so you're thinking, oh, cheers, Thank but... You, but, but, for but half cheese yeah. sandwich. If I then said, oh, there's one thing I forgot to say. Mm. It was... That made. was Paul McCartney's sandwich. When you say it was Paul McCartney's <laughs> sandwich, do you mean it was made by Paul McCartney? It was made for Paul McCartney? Yeah, he had a bit of it. He, he ate some of it? Yeah, he ate some of it. He ate the other half. He ate the other half. But he made it. Oh, he made it? Yeah. I think that's quite unlikely. I mean, not impossible. No, but but I sort of think Paul McCartney gets his sandwiches made for him most of the time. Right, but I suppose what I'm trying to get at is Hammersmith Bridge. Yeah, I know what you're trying. Was to get Paul at. McCartney's sandwich? Yeah, yeah. Because it was once one thing. Yeah. And now Daniel Gregg is, and I'm looking. So it is different. I'm looking at it in a different way because it is different. Well, the other day, mm. it was a news story that someone bought Princess uh, Diana and Charles's wedding cake. A bit of it. Oh, it, wow. No, I didn't see that. pounds or something. Wow, for a bit of... Yeah, yeah okay. Really shit. Yeah. As it would How be. have they kept it? Well, maybe it just keeps because really it's sugar. Sugar keeps well, no, it. Look, I couldn't work out from the mm. picture whether it had decayed mm. or whether or not... Oh, it was that colour. Mm. It was a weird colour mm. to begin with. Uh, a weird sort of rusty mm. colour to be. Maybe that was what it was. Right. Uh, but anyway, I just thought, that's that. Yeah. That's that weird thing of like, you're investing it yeah. history just because you know what it is but it's actually a very old piece of cake yeah right? that they probably didn't even see and also with cake mm. it's an interesting point I would think it's too about a cheese sandwich mm. so with the cheese sandwich right mm. you put it in front of me yep and I'm about to eat it yeah and then you say it's Paul McCartney saying right. Paul McCartney made it that's yeah. it Paul McCartney made it or perhaps even better than that Paul McCartney was about to eat that sandwich yes when he was uh, when they were about to record Hey Jude, right, yeah. Right, and then he didn't eat it in the end. Right. So it's a sort of historical sandwich, right? Mm. This is ruining what I'm about to say because that's mm. too long ago. But my point is, mm. I have very bad impulses with food. Okay. I, I you want to eat any food. You might just eat it. Be. Right. So would I then think I better not eat that? Yes. Because it's an it's an it's an antique. It's a sort of yeah. important antique, mm. like the cake. Mm. Or would I just end up eating it in a Homer Simpson way? Right. And you think you would just eat it? I think with a cake, almost definitely. I'd definitely wow. try a bit. I mean, partly wow. because I'd be interested in what it tasted like. I mean, would it be impossible to eat? Would it be too old and stale? I would think. I mean, the Miss Havisham cake in yeah. is the most obvious comparison, and it's full of mice, isn't it? Yeah, and it's just cake, gone. It was not full of mice. The I don't know why, but it, I think it'd be inedible, yeah. I think it would have gone absolutely solid. I still think I'd try a bit. Yeah, it's hard not to try a bit of cake, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, it's hard not to try a bit of cake. And also, mm. I think a tiny part of me would also think, even though it'd be stale and old or whatever, maybe I could still taste some of the, the atmosphere. The atmosphere, yeah, in it. Somewhere <laughs> or other. I'm, I'm, I'm there. I'm at their wedding. What you could do, on the basis that you should never tell a lie, but you yeah. know, if someone said... Did you go to Charles and Diana's wedding? You say the cake was lovely, yeah, yeah. but and you, what was the rest of it? The cake was really <laughs> yeah. delicious. Yeah, I've yeah. still got some. Yeah, no, no. Well, like what you could say is 
when someone says, did you go to Charles Dyson? Mm. You say, the cake was, it was delicious. Although, mm. actually, mm. you could have almost tasted it that things were going to go wrong. <laughs> <laughs> While I remember, yeah. we've missed the moment, really, because England, I don't know if you know, England were in the Euros recently. It's an and... eternal moment. I don't know if you've noticed, it comes back again right. like a loop. And one of the things you've done is wrote and performed three lines. Yeah. We've talked about that. But what we haven't really analysed, which I don't know why I haven't done it, is your performance on that. Yeah. Specifically, your relationship, your flirtation with singing, your... Even as you speak, an aeroplane is trying to drown <laughs> as if, oh no, David Miller's going to sing. So, like, as in, if basically talking is a is the runway yeah. and singing is the flight yeah I mean between the two well quite often people flirt with it and, and it seems like you're well, uh, sing talking yeah, sorking see, I don't think I am because there is a thing that Rex Harrison does you know when he's in Dolphin Vindaloo Vindaloo oh no Right. Vindaloo. I thought it was going to be another football song that no, he was Rex on Rex Harrison who's in <laughs> yeah. Doctor yeah. he was famous for Talking yes. and singing because he couldn't sing, but he would get away right. with it right. by say, singing "Why Can't a Woman Be More Like a Man" or whatever right. the songs were. Right, and that would be a way of doing. But interesting to release that now. Yeah, but I wouldn't think that would go as well as it perhaps did at the way. time. But anyway, mm. a few people have sort of suggested that I'm doing a type of sing speaking, mm. whatever. Uh, but I am totally trying to sing. That's so, my singing voice. Are you prepared to do it now? Or sing three lines? Well, not the whole of it, but that first line. Yeah, I've heard Which is so many... No. My first line is the yeah. verse. Yeah, but was it so many... So many jokes, so many sneers. Right. And all those... Well, this is, this, is, this is interesting. Because I've just said it. You've just said it. So and that I'm is talking. Singing, yeah. Well, that's talking. Yeah. So, was it again? It's quite hard for me to sing it, not just because I'm not going to sing mm. it, but because for us to judge yeah. the difference between me singing it and yeah. speaking it, I need a note. I mean, you could give me a note if you want. You could find a guitar. Yeah. Uh, we can do that. I think it's uh, F sharp minor. I think. Oh, that is in tune, roughly. Do you want to give okay. it a go? Yeah. I so you can. See, I won't know what the note is that I sing. I never know that. If all the time that I've had okay. live singing lines. That's quite I'm, low. I'm always like, I'm never going to hit the note. What is the note? What do you? That's think F sharp minor. So it's. Yeah. Go dum dum. So many. Oh, yeah. Right? Well, that's where I'd go. <laughs> so many. Da, yeah. Da, 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 da. yeah, that's right. No, yeah, okay. Yeah, you've gone to a weird chord. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I panicked. Yeah, you know what? You're not Ian Brady. Okay, why don't you talk it? No, no so I'll it's... sing it, but I need to get the note. And you were too high for me. So, so many. many jokes. So, no, that's not right. <laughs> well, you talk that's F sharp mine. Yeah, I know. <laughs> the F sharp mine is right. I right. Hit the note. Well, that... so, so many, many jokes. <laughs> so many jokes, yeah, so many. Well, that's why I'm not that. sure that's right. No, it is right. It's definitely a sharp minor, except that's like tuned weirdly. So many. Oh no, <laughs> shit. Let me just go up. Okay. This is an A minor quote. Okay. So many jokes. Yeah. I've done so the same thing. <laughs> no, so many jokes, so, so many smears. And all those oh so. No, this is, this is terrible. I mean, even by the standards of live performances of three lines, wow. it's the worst ever. Wow. And, and there have been some really bad ones. Yeah. Uh, have there? Yeah, mm. God, yeah, we did one. On, yeah, I suppose that's the worst thing, a live. We, we did yeah. one on TFI Friday in the mm. 90s, which was unbelievably mm. brilliant when we were doing mm. it. 
because it was after England got out, but there was still a very mm. sort of positive sense of everything. Mm. And it was a great celebratory performance, and mm. lots of people were there going crazy. And I remember thinking, this is brilliant. And then I got home and rewatched it on video. Right. It was literally like was the Lightning were playing one song, we were playing another, wow. singing another. Right, it was right. Like literally like, what mm. the fuck? Mm. Um, and then similarly, very bad, uh, which was quite bad anyway, because mm. this stupid all nations version of it that I didn't like anyway, uh, on. Um, Sports Personality of the Year right. in 2018. I again, I spent ages actually mm. with my daughter, who didn't exist in the 90s, but who's mm. got a brilliant voice, saying, "Okay, just practicing. Right. You can tell me what the notes are because I can read music." Yes, I actually got her to say, "Okay," which I've forgotten now, but like it's F sharp minor. So what is it? It's right B above F. Yeah, like that. yeah, yeah. I remember completely. Wow, nothing like it. But then, to be fair to me. Sports personality of the year is live on telly. No, that's, in front that's... of me, about two feet away, is Harry Kane. You know, yes. and Gareth Southgate. No, that's, that's it's a... terrifying. Of course, yeah. Yeah. Can you hold any note? Yeah, I, I, I think I can sing shitly. Which right. Is what I mean. Yes. I think I can't not sing. I'm not mm. tone deaf because, mm. unlike my brother who is tone deaf. Mm. When he sings, I think he thinks he's singing in tune. I absolutely right. know when I'm not yes. singing. Yes. Okay. Yes, I see what yeah. you mean. Yeah. And if I had a piano, or you know, I, I could probably play something, and I would have a go at something, mm. and I could tell you, oh no, I haven't got that. Mm. And that's the thing. The reason I'm not seeing it is, that unlike my brother, who would just go into it, yeah. and think, no, I can't get the note. Yes, and I know I can't get the note because yes. I'm actually quite musical, but I'm shit at yeah. singing. Yeah. Well, it's an amazing thing. Yeah. And we've proved that you more bit more talky than singing, but it is singing. It is singing as well. I'm concerned. And. And you're I mean, trying hard to sing and, yeah. and you hit the, yeah. Yeah. I told, I've told, I, I possibly have told you this, I've certainly told audiences this, but there was an f- incredible insult, a sort of amazing insult uh, after it came out uh, the first time, which was uh, Q Magazine, which I have the last laugh because it doesn't exist anymore. Uh, Do you laugh about that? No. But Q Magazine, the music magazine, uh, wrote a piece about Three Lions saying that in years to come, people will think of it as better than it was people will erase the memory of David Baddiel singing just as they've erased the memory wow. of corpse robbers during the Blitz, which is wow. an incredible level of insult. Yes, that's so, extraordinary. Also, yeah. they haven't erased either of those things. <laughs> well, they haven't erased the memory because that was written in the 90s, so they haven't erased the memory mm. of it. Um, I don't know. I think I didn't really know that much about corpse robbers during the Blitz. So I feel been... like it's, yeah, it's not, it wasn't talked about a lot of the time, but no. whereas your singing was... Yes. But that's not true, is it? Yeah. Certainly as regards it's your... It's not true. People no. ask, well... How would that be true? Anyway? I mean, I that... think the sense of my singing, which is, I often joke about how bad it is, people who are kind about it, and I buy this when I want to mm. be kind to myself in thinking about it, is that I represent, we both represent, mm. Frank, and that's why we were asked to do it, but the football mm. fan. Yes. And the football fan... Yeah, he sings a lot, mm. but not necessarily in tune. Mm. It's sort of chanting, mm. football singing. Mm. So you might be, you're talking about sing mm. speak, football singing is kind of chanting. Yes, no, chanting, I see that, yeah. Sing chant. Yeah, yeah, no, there's... You know? there's, and, and there's def- although so, I have sat next to people who can sing, but a lot of the time it's just as kind of raw. And so, and so that's sort of yes. evoking. That's why, well, I've re- like, I watch Brentford play now because they're near to me and have a season ticket with my son. And they sing Hey Jude... Right. That's for some reason is the Brentford song. Right. And bits of it they sing like in. I'm always thinking, well, we should be harmonising because you know it's a song I love. But it's not that. It's it's different from singing, as you say. Mm. When we played Liverpool, I say we they because I'm not that big a fan. 
the guy next to me, mm. as Brentford launch into Hey Jude, I think in his mind he realises, oh yeah, it's sort of a Beatles song and we're playing against Liverpool and we're sort of singing it at them. Yeah, so there's some, yeah, so it sort of needs clarification. They're doing really well. So it needs clarification of some sort. So he shouts genuinely, I mean, you know this world so much, but, but he shouts utterly sincerely, uh, almost just as a point of order, he shouts, we've nicked your song, you wankers. <laughs> and I sort of think, Sorry. that's so misplaced. That's so, so misplaced because the so, Liverpool fans do not sing Hey Do. Well, they don't they sing, sing it. They walk alone. Right, so they don't sing it. Also, in what way has it been nicked? No. You're yeah. celebrating, if, if, if that's what you, if that's the area you want to be into, you're celebrating a song from Liverpool, that's what you're doing. Isn't it? I mean, if that's yeah. how you want to frame it. Yes, I think you've what not, it is is a slight discomfort. That's what I felt. He's think I have to make this a win yeah. for us as Brentford fans because I don't know if you've noticed. Yeah, but football fandom tends to right. have quite unnuanced ideas of winning and losing indeed and being and bettering the others. Yeah, but I they, thought oh they might feel I think they might feel he's thinking that we're singing a song that is pro Liverpool. Exactly. So somehow. So I have to say this. Yeah. Clear. Yeah. But it's a bit like saying, "Ah, we've just said you're brilliant, you wanker." You know, it's sort of. It's a way of just trying to say, "I'm uncomfortable with this, but I'm going to make it your the wanker." And it was an it was a show of complete and utter vulnerability. Well, and that's the other thing: utter vulnerability, and nobody has it. But it does allow me to, if we do use this bit, to Mm. link to something, uh, which is that. Uh, a guy called David Quantic, who you may know. Yes, well, I mean, I know who he is. Simon Blackwood is a comedy writer. Yeah. We're doing a thing on Twitter the other day, which was to say Beatles songs as if they were conspiracy theories. Okay. Uh, and one of them, I can't remember what the example was, but it was something like, uh, we all live in a, uh, you know, matrix what? created by the... Okay. You know, blah, blah, blah. Right. You know, people were imagining, reimagining. Right. And I went for... Hey Jude, but I said, hey, German pronunciation, <laughs> Yuda, don't make it bad. Right. And I think right. That, that works very well. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. quince.com slash style. <laughs> 